From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, April 15th. A new study from the Scripps Institution of Oceanography is adding to the growing evidence that smoke from wildfire is more harmful to humans than pollution from other sources. The research looked at 14 years' worth of hospital admissions data in Southern California. It found hospital admissions related to respiratory health during wildfire season increased at a higher rate than when traffic or industrial emissions were at similar levels. Rosanna Aguilera was lead author on the study. She says particulate pollution is on the rise in the western U.S. Even though, you know, policy regulation for traffic emissions uh, have been uh, really positive in terms of reduction of pollution, but they're still um, increasing in terms of particulate matter coming from wildfires. Aguilera says more research needs to be done, including on the long-term health effects of wildfire smoke. Water users in the Colorado River Basin are looking at what could be another dry summer. From our partners at KUNC, Luke Runyon has more on how farmers and ranchers are preparing for shortages. Brandon Dalton manages irrigation at Hart's Basin Ranch near Cedar Edge in western Colorado. The ranch has been in extreme drought since last summer. With snowpack on the nearby mountains well below average, Dalton says tough decisions will need to be made. Do we need to find properties and grass to lease? You know, is that a way to keep all of our animals if we figure we're going to be short? Um, do we need to buy in some hay? Do we need to, do we need to sell some early? 75% of the upper Colorado River Basin is an extreme to exceptional drought, the worst since 2018. If conditions stay dry, Dalton says ranchers will be forced to either buy expensive feed or sell off their cattle herds. I'm Luke Runyon. Many know that the monarch butterfly is declining. It's linked to human expansion and the rise of global temperatures. But monarchs aren't the only butterflies dealing with these threats. Wyoming Public Radio's Ivy Engel has the story. Wide open spaces like these are in much of Wyoming, and they're known to be strongholds for pollinators like butterflies. They often contain critical habitat and food resources far away from the disturbance of human civilization. But according to researcher Katie Prudick, it turns out even those areas are under threat. I think in the past we thought wildlands, you know, we could just set them aside away from humans and they would be fine because our our impact is direct, right? Prudick is a researcher from the University of Arizona who studied the impacts global warming is having on butterfly numbers. She says butterflies and many other species are showing signs of being impacted indirectly by humans. When we think about these impacts of warming or drought or fire or these things that are related to climate change, then we need to be thinking about managing wildlands with intent and with a mind towards that they'll be affected in strange ways that are a little unpredictable, that aren't about direct human impact. Prudick says the impact on butterflies is not good. So what we found is that on average, there's an almost 2% annual decline of butterfly population across the West. That's overall, but there is a bit of variation between species, with some doing better than others. But the researchers say it's clear that the declines were seen in areas with fall warming and drought. Well, this was a surprise for us because most of the literature has really focused on spring changes in terms of timing. 
spring it's been the focus of the work because that's when, you know, everything emerges and then, you know, things have to be ready. The plants have to be available for the butterfly to lay eggs on and the caterpillars to eat and those sorts of things. She says this is important because fall is when butterflies are building fat reserves for winter hibernation. We think the plants are senescing or um, dying back sooner because they're under drought conditions. And we also think their quality is decreased by the droughts, the ones that aren't senescing, so that they're not providing great nutritious food for the caterpillars and the adult butterflies as they prepare for hibernation. Prudick says this pattern is applicable across the West, not just in the area she and her team studied. But University of Wyoming researchers say there isn't enough historical data on the state's butterfly population to determine that for sure. Lesha Tronstad is an invertebrate zoologist with the Wyoming Natural Diversity Database housed at UW. We don't have a lot of past data. Most of the information on butterflies is in the mountains because that's where people want to be when they collect butterflies. And so we don't have a lot of information for the rest of Wyoming. Tronstad and her graduate student Maddie Crawford have been trying to establish baseline data for the state's butterflies for the past few years. Crawford says the state's open spaces are special. Wyoming's rangelands are really good for butterflies. Unlike some other states, we do have rangelands instead of crops. So we have a bigger variety of flowers that these butterflies can choose from. So Wyoming may be a really good resource for these insects to use. But she says no matter how much we have, it's all threatened by increasing temperatures. In general, if our summers continue to get warmer and drier, some plants are going to have a hard time adjusting to that change quick enough to be able to produce a good enough amount of flowers for these insects to use. Tronstadt agrees and adds that if one struggles, they both do. Plants and pollinators are very closely tied, and one cannot survive without the other. So protecting butterflies means protecting the plants they're so tightly linked with, too. Researcher Katie Prudick suggests giving butterflies similar protections as some birds. I think sort of riffing off the Migratory Bird Act would be a great place to start. So we know that that's been really successful at increasing wetland bird population sizes. And so if we can start incorporating into those management plants, plants and sort of habitat associated with the butterflies that are locally there, that would probably go a long way. All three researchers agree that individuals can help protect butterflies by lowering their climate impact. Another good way is to join citizen science projects which help track these insects and learn more about your local native species. For Wyoming Public Radio, I'm Ivy Angle. That piece comes from our partners at Wyoming Public Radio. And that's the news for Thursday, April 15th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.